Welcome, hello. Episode 2, Real Deal TV. Thank you for coming along with us on this journey. Uh, this is actually the second take, and I had a really heartfelt, um, nice thing to say last time. It was really but, nice. But, you know, we got, a ton, we got a ton of views, and um, for not doing it for almost two years, it's very unexpected, so thank you. Um you know, what we want to do with this show is kind of take it in the direction of um, a Collider movie talk style show where it's, you know, we can't do it every day because we have jobs and lives and there's also just not enough news happening right now to do that. But um, we want it to be kind of a more real type show um, with good production and all that stuff. So eventually things are going to get a lot better and it's going to look better, sound better have graphics and all that kind of shit so just give us some time thanks for coming along yeah yeah thank you to our first hundred and something <laughs> subscribers that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah i feel like like uh on twitch i feel like people that first 50 is like yes i got 50 let's go so you know right we double <laughs> that after the first one so it yeah good. it was nice to see when the video premiered all the, the chat going on. So everyone that was watching it live, live, quote unquote. Um, thank you. That was really cool. Yeah, that see. was very cool. So, Thanks. We'll, we'll probably do that every time, right? With a premiere type thing. I guess. I don't really know how, does it always have to premiere that way? No. Or can I you just, just toss it, a, it up? It was a, we can just toss it up. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Whoever the people want. You yeah, know? Actually, I, I would actually rather to toss it up because that chat isn't goes away comments yeah that's true it's not part it's not part of the comments so i would rather have the comments than than not so right on all right so Should one piece of, yeah the, yeah let's talk about the one big piece of news that just broke today so uh we'll we'll talk about the actual movie later yeah but uh wonder woman 3 was greenlit with patty jenkins and gal gadot and says that it will take place in the current DC timeline, as in right now or yeah. after. I don't know. After which Justice League will it take place after? Yeah, or and is it going to come out before or after Flash, which is probably going to yeah do and undo lots of stuff if it happens. You know, like there we said last time, we've been talking about it for a few years. So I know. <laughs> yeah, we're still here. Um, yeah, I guess that that's only it's only fitting. Uh, I think you know they deserve a a fitting end to to the trilogy that they're making. If, if, since it's now I certainly think they deserve. I think they deserve another try. You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into they all deserve, that. They deserve a second second try. Second second try. Second squared try. Se yeah, they. All right. Anyway, so like I said earlier, uh, the state of the entertainment industry uh, is pretty. The news comes like like that. You'll get DC fandom, you'll get the Disney investor call, and that'll happen on one day, and then you'll go a month with no news. So and then you get Tom Cruise yelling at people, and that's awesome. 
You know, I think just like Christian Bale, I think he's right. Absolutely. No, he's right. If you know, if if it wasn't for the Scientology, everyone would be backing him. Which actually, a lot of a lot of people are. But, yeah, I've I've seen more pro Tom Cruise uh, meltdown tweets than anything. Yeah, I don't see anybody we, we, saying like he was he was wrong to do that. We stand, TC. Absolutely. So. We we we've been done standing, Tom Cruise. Through thick and thin, through absolutely, <laughs> through Mummy and through Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, We're, that was easy. So, Mummy was yeah. difficult. <laughs> All right, so I think maybe we start by talking about Soul since it's it's probably going to be the easiest It'll be easy. one. Yeah, it was incredible. So Soul, <laughs> I actually had to watch it in parts uh, because because I, baby. You, no, actually, we started it last night at like eight o'clock, and by eight thirty, we were very tired. So we watched about half an hour. It had nothing to do with the movie itself. Like we were like. I want to keep watching, but I just can't. That's just parent um, shit, you know? So, yeah. So, we went to bed, and then we picked it up again this afternoon and finished it. And it first of all, it wasn't the movie that I assumed it would be Not at all. all. Um, and I actually didn't really know what I assumed it would be. I, th- I thought ja- the jazz part would be more. Especially know, in, a in, bigger the first, part of it. in the first 10 minutes, it was like, ooh, this is going to be like the Pixar jazz movie. Like right. with the score and everything with like him just walking and it's like Exactly. That's why I thought the whole we were getting into the for the whole thing. And then um I'm focus here. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> and the tra- the first trailer I saw I was like fuck. They're gonna do this to me again. You know? I know, right? Like just Especially your crush they- Pixar loves to to like slap you over the head with some like dealing with your own mortality shit. Like yeah. first five minutes of up, all of Coco, and then this. You know? And what they do it better than most. Even Toy Story, even Toy Story three is Toy kind Story of three big time. But it's it's incredible yeah. how much better they do it than most like adult dramas. Well, and this is the kind of thing that we talk about when we say. You know, it's not fair to put into the Spider Verse against the Spider Man movies, or it's not fair to put Mask of the Phantasm against other Batman movies, because it's like you could do whatever you want with animation. There's no like, if you make a bad animated movie, I feel like that's your fault completely. But like, with with Soul and Souls, you can do anything like, you want. The the imagination that went into like the the, the treadmill oh, yeah. into like that. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. It's you can only do that in animation, but like they, they, they did that. no that right. And I, the thing that I actually said to Shannon when we were watching it, Disney, I don't know how they do. I mean, obviously they're very creative people, but between this and Coco, they were able to deal with two movies specifically about death, mm-hmm. while not addressing religion. Straight when. Up. Coco is straight up. That's like, that's Catholic stuff. You know, I mean, a lot of it has to do with like indigenous tradition and religion um, and stuff, but that all that Mexicans are 
Catholics, basically. And you kind of sidestep the whole thing, which is genius. And same with soul. Like you kind of get past, like by calling it an astral plane, it's not heaven. It's not purgatory. It's not hell. It's, they get around it in like a really creative way. And I really appreciate that about that, about those movies. Yeah. The little soul baby's just saying hell over and over and over and over and over again. (laughs) It was really, it was driving the point home that it's like, kind of that hill isn't real and also that it's not so bad right and then like they, not, and it wasn't a curse word to them because it's like this isn't no real. and the movie doesn't ever show you the great beyond so they don't have to like there's no stakes in like saying what it is yeah, which one yeah which one is it <laughs> which heaven yeah exactly yeah. so uh yeah the movie's super creative it's, mm-hmm. it's um I don't know. It's, I, I really like when Pixar does um, the real world as opposed to like, um, I don't know, like, yeah, I, I know, I know mon- like, like monsters, like monsters Inc. or something like that, or like Coco Soul, pl- uh, Soul. I almost said Soul Plane, Soul. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, even Wally, uh, where, where they do it, like I the instantly- world that you know. I instantly felt like it was the most visually striking. Maybe like Coco as well. It was like Wally, Coco, Soul are kind of in a league of their own in the Pixar world. I would say that those three are probably maybe in the top tier. Maybe the first, maybe the first Incredibles is in there. Ratatouille, but number one. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I was a late. I was a late. To, to Ratatouille. That that was but, uh, like I feel like if a if No Country for Old Men did not come out that year, that that could have won Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> there was a shot in Seoul where um where he's still in where Joe is still in the the gown the hospital gown and he's on the street in New York, and it has that like it shows from like I don't know maybe twenty feet back and the background is kind of blurry, like the way a, a real camera would do it. Yeah. And uh, it's moving like a real camera would do it. I don't know. It just, it felt real. I it felt loved, like real filmmaking. Yeah. The real thing. world stuff. I, I, I 100% agree with like, And just like the way people looked like the way Joe looked, I was, I was so yeah. pleasant to me. I love the way the, the, um, the, the barber, I forget his name. The oh, way he God. looked, I was like, was I, was like I know Don- a guy that looks just like that. Was that Darnell Rollins from Chappelle's show as the voice? Oh, it might have been. I don't know. I, I didn't know who the voices were except for uh, Jamie Foxx. I don't know who else voiced what. 22 was Tina Fey. Oh, um, really? Terry was the, from Hunt for the World of People, the, the corrections officer. Yeah, it seemed like all the... All of them were some kind of New Zealand or Australia. Richard, Richard Ayoade was uh, the main Jerry from oh, okay. the IG crowd. Yes. And yeah, I'm not. I'm are not you into the IT crowd? I watched the first season. It's incredible. It's so good. I got into it. Um, I was a I was a big big in the Big Bang Theory the first couple seasons. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm into the Big Bang Theory You're, all the way. You can just be proud of it now. I legit cried in the the series finale. It's I'm gonna, so I I started it because of your recommendation, and because it was on HBO Max, 
Yeah. But then, but then I started watching Doctor Who and it was game over. But I did like it. I did like no, what I saw. Big Big Bang Theory is it's good. Honestly, it, it's honestly, it's dumb. I know it's dumb, but I, I, feel, I feel good watching it. I'm with you. I don't know. I feel good. But anyway, the, when, when the first couple seasons of Big Bang Theory came out and I had them on DVD, um, <laughs> someone, it might have been Dom, recommended me the IT crowd. He said it's like British Big Bang Theory kind of thing. And I loved it. I, yeah, I, I would like to finish that at some point. I started it this year after starting Doctor Who and I've, I wanted to talk about this at the end of the show. Somebody asked a Twitter mm-hmm. question that correlates to that, so we'll get into that. Okay, um, we'll get there. Yeah, the real world aspect of Soul was just like so pleasant to see. Yeah, and, and I it was it. like, And it was like because you're watching this animated version of it, you're kind of seeing the world through 22's eyes. Where you're like, wow, that really is beautiful. Like that really is an aspect of life that you don't think of daily. Like regular old living, the way that they emphasize that. Right. Really yeah. can be this beautiful thing that we take for granted. One of their best movies. Yeah. By far. My favorite part was I actually already knew this, but I didn't hear it until I heard it. Is um, my brother is a giant Nine Inch Nails fan. And when they're in the um, what is what is it not not the Great Beyond but the the other one the U seminar the loading zone yeah the U seminar you could really hear that the um, Trent Reznor score he scored I didn't even realize that he scored it yes he scored it because it's I there's a there's a part I think it's when um, twenty two goes ballistic and becomes um, becomes a lost soul. Mm-hmm. There's a part where she's tearing through the youth seminar where the score sounds just like social network for a second. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's um, Trent Reznor and Atticus this, Ross. It was, I didn't even realize that for one, probably my second favorite score of the year. Yeah. It's him. It's them. Amazing. So um, yeah, there's, I mean. All in all, incredible. And it's, you can watch it for free if you have Disney plus, which is awesome. I would have paid their, premium the 20 dollars or 30 dollar thing easily really good really good movie um we didn't actually give anything away so if you haven't seen it yeah we were light on the spoilers should we spoil it should we i don't know there isn't really much to spoil i would just say that it's not what you think it is it's not like crush your shit 100 percent of the time from beginning to end no but it's not it feels it's a feel good movie for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's not all about jazz. It's I don't know. It's just it's just good. I don't know. I was I was terrified at the end. I will say. Oh, I was too. I honestly thought I thought it was gonna go one way, and it went kind of the sappier way, which I'm glad it did. You know, felt better. Just let him have it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, watch it. Soul is really, really also good and, like yeah. I feel like teachers will see that and be like, "Fuck, finally!" You know. And when when <laughs> when the viewer is still operating under the idea that a spark is a purpose, mm-hmm. I thought he was at one point going to realize that music wasn't his purpose; it was teaching that was his. Purpose. I think that's what I think that's what they were kind of trying to drive across. But they were also trying to drive across that the 
the spark there is no purpose. It's like wanting to live is the purpose. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know. Like you're ready to live. But teaching, like the whole movie he's teaching 22 about. Yeah. Everything. And so then even really... 20, even 22 has that really good moment with the little trombone player. And oh, I love yeah. that. It's a great movie. Every other scene is one of those moments where you go, oh, yeah. that was good. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's just. When the, when the mom reaches for the box, I just go, oh, come on. Yeah. Don't do this. Don't give me the yeah. dad suit. I know. That's some yeah. good shit. And that, and the other aspect of like seeing your life through somebody else's perspective. And yeah. Like, like the way he had, the bar, the scene with the barber was like, that stole the show. I couldn't believe that. And the, yeah, and he so was watching good. from the cat's perspective and just like, damn, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Paul. <laughs> that's his name, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I love the, I, oh, the Paul's the guy that, uh, the asshole, the hater. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hater. That should have just been his name. Yeah. That was, yeah. Good. That was good. Incredible. I love it. There's nothing, there's nothing bad to say about it. No, not at all. I couldn't, I couldn't think of something if I tried. That's why I wanted to start with that since it's probably, it's probably the least interesting discussion for two people to just be like, yeah, we're just gushing about it. Like, there was no problems with that. Whatsoever. And you know what? You know, here's one thing we can say is now. So we got Coco, which is a, a Latino movie. Mm-hmm. We got Soul, which after La La Land, thank you for giving jazz back to, uh, fucking a, man. to who it belongs <laughs> to. And then uh, I don't remember the title. What's the next Pixar movie? Um, that's coming out. Bow. No, not Bow. That was the short film. Bow was the short. It's the director yeah. of Bow, though. Uh, Wind. What's Wind all I about? I believe it's called Wind. Hold on. Nope, I'm up my ass again. What am I talking about? This guy's insane. Someone's yelling at their screen right now. Fuck it. Yeah. That's called... It's co- oh, Rava. Rava, Rava and... And the last Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon. This is Pixar. Mm-hmm. I believe so. So they're just they're going all out culturally. Ah oh, shit! It's not actually. It's just Disney? it's a uh, Disney animation. I gotta edit this whole part out. No, you don't. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, they're doing one for us, you know. Thank you, Crazy Rich Asians. Appreciate it. You kind of did us wrong with uh, Mulan, but you know. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Should we cover uh, Tenet now? Tenet will be more fun, <laughs> so let's wait. Okay. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-four. So let's start off with the good. Let's talk about uh, the good stuff. Here, here's the thing. Let's just preface so, this. We uh, adore the first one. We love the first one. And honestly, Colin and I finished watching this movie about the same time. And if there was like a, a graph of our excitement, it was a straight, like it was, no, it was like up. We were so excited. We were talking about the movie for like an hour and we were like, man, I don't know what everyone's saying. It's so good. Blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, but you know, and then blah, blah, blah. But then there and was you know what? that. It was really good. <laughs> 
And then like I remember thinking it was like, does this suck? <laughs> like an hour later, and then it was like, yeah. And then I woke up, and my first thought was like, it was pretty good <laughs> as as my body rose. And then I, we came to the conclusion that you know it's a it's a solid C plus B minus. Yeah. Something like if you overanalyze it. It's not it's bad, but if yeah. you take it for just what it is, and instead, and I don't know, it's 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 pro- a good movie. That's all. That also sucks. The problem is, I have a better idea of what I would have rather had as a movie than this. Of course you do. And all right, so we'll get the good out of the way. The good is, the first forty-five minutes is awesome. It's it feels it. Magic. It feels like Dick. It feels like Dick Donner Superman. You got Diana doing good shit for regular people with the same nice. frame rate as yeah <laughs> as old Superman. Yes. Um, you got. So you wanted more Themyscira, and I remember during that opening scene, just thinking like, "What the like? I, is this necessary? What is is this just teaching us?" The, well, the general moral for the story uh, we're about to see. It, and it, was, exactly su- it was it was su- it was supposed to, and I don't even think it landed that. The Turbo Man. The the lies, the truth. The t- is, it's fully Turbo Man. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Uh, always keep your break, promises. Yeah, always keep your promises <laughs> if you want to keep your friend. <laughs> That's like the plot of the movie. Yeah, it's it doesn't really connect. I I like the. The thing about Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman I loved was the her telling the mythology of the gods and stuff. And even the first... Well, I mean, you had a sick-ass animation like to that, Ugh. and it's one minute long. Yeah. <laughs> and you know everything same, about it. Same with Man of Steel. They never came back around with that uh, animation style from that. But uh, I don't know. I would like more Themyscira. I think that there's somewhere to put more of that stuff. I don't know. I guess whatever. I don't. It know. just like we. The way I thought about it was like. There's too much in the movie, and not enough in the movie. There, let's get. There's we'll not get enough there. of we'll, what you want to see, and too much of what nobody. We'll needs. get there as we go through the movie. So. First the forty-five minutes, like, absolutely magical. I like the. I really liked that the bad guy, quote unquote, is magic. The, the stone grants wishes. I think that that's fun. I think it's cool. I think it's it's as very... goofy as it is. It it ties into what Shazam just did. Sure, it's it's very Shazam. It's very like Indiana Jones. It's like all yeah. magic and shit. And I think that's cool. It's um, just that when when you're using the word wish <laughs> for two and a half hours, like dude, we it's heard hard not wish. to just be like. Or, Far too many times. Oh my God. I wish we would move on. Yeah, straight the fuck up. Um, I thought the progression of Kristen Wiig's character. I I did not imagine Kristen Wiig would be good in this. Honestly, I knew she, she would, cast. brother. Come on. And she she rocked. Like she's perfect. There was maybe not enough time with her before she became cool and hot and kicking ass. Well, was, I mean, a magical stone granted her a wish, so it was kind of like. Yeah, it had to be an instant transformation for ah, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, 
but once the real the real saving grace of this movie is Pedro Pascal. 100%. He he gave for, it everything he had for all maybe twenty five extra minutes of runtime that he had that he maybe shouldn't have had in this movie. <laughs> he crushed the it. entire the entire Cairo sequence was just should have been left on the cutting room floor. Should have not been filmed. Shouldn't have been written. It's and a somebody, bad. Uh, some a producer should have been like you. A you should not be covering this at all. You shouldn't cover this. Do you know that you're in the Israeli army? Yeah. I don't know if you remember. This ain't um, your story to tell. Milady. It's so misguided. You have you have the terrorist guy saying he wants nuclear weapons. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Just not now, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say from hour one to hour two, there was. 45 minutes of movie that we just didn't need like yeah basically many... basically only the scenes where steve and diana are oh so, so talking good. in some way are good in that like second the, hour the way that they they way the way that they brought steve back was brilliant and uh you can only do it once so and goodbye chris Pine. it could have been so much worse because i was so terrified when that when the hallmark channel yeah. actor guy showed up it was like I, I'm never gonna be able to stop yeah. thinking about the fact that he's in another body, and I immediately stopped right. thinking about the fact. Yeah, that I he's didn't. In yeah, another body. I didn't even consider it. Um, I really enjoyed the the flip of the first movie and this movie, where now Steve Trevor is the fish out of water, kind probably of probably the best best part of the movie. Yeah, I think so. And and the, whatever and, came from them is why the movie is good at all. At all, yeah, I, I, I really agree. Um, I feel we got bad. The, the jet, I feel bad the jet is the jet with the fireworks. It all looked oh, so cool. Man. Yeah, that was beautiful. All right, and then okay, so we'll say that the, those forty-five minutes were really good. The magic of it was cool. The fight with Cheetah was pretty good. The first one, like in the um, house, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. The, awesome. um, when she was one. fully transformed. Yeah. Yeah. That I, was liked cool. it. I saw some people have beef with that. I thought it was sick. I think, I think in like one year, it will not look good anymore. Sure. But then they'll probably but, be faster and it'll look good. Exactly. In a world where they're doing that now. Yeah. It'll look good forever. And, um, and the, like, Star Wars has taught us that power without training means nothing. And that's what that scene sure. was. It was like, hey, I have my powers mm-hmm. back. You're not going to weep beat me. But I also don't really want to no. kill you. So right. that, that, that's, I felt like that. It was like, well, Cheetah can't win. And, that's, and I'm okay with that no. because I, I, I know that. Uh, and that, I, did, I enjoyed so that. that. Was I saw cool. a lot of people had a great Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it at all. I, like I said, it'll look bad soon, but it'll get remastered and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the best scene in the movie, the one where Gal Gadot got her paycheck cashed, was when she had to renounce her wish. Her acting and it was, scene. Her big it acting was, scene. Her, <laughs> it was the first time she's ever acted. It's because she had to act against Chris Pine, who's really good. Who's just a natural, brilliant genius. When, he, when she says, I'll never love again, 
Shannon, this <laughs> when she says, oh, no, I love it. This is Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> like she could she couldn't it's like she like sucked in some smoke or something like that. She couldn't contain uh, her emotion. And then you get the the amazing line when she's walking away. Oh, like, I'll always love you yeah. no matter where I am. Oh, that's some good shit. And it's it's back in a distance, like yeah. Uh, that's some good shit. She's just hung, she's been then, hung up on this guy for 60 years, and now she's gonna be hung up on him for six hundred years. Yeah. So, I, so I, I watched the first half with Lana and there was a visual effect that she was she said was so bad that she had to leave the room. So she left the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was Which the, one? during during the the Cairo fight with the the tanks and shit. Oh, is it when she's like floating? Like she's just is it one of these? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, that was, that was so bad, I have to leave. So the movie ended, and she was like, okay, so what happened? And I remember sitting thinking, <laughs> like, I, was, I mean, that's fine. I'm, uh, at the end of the so movie, much. I thought, I was like, huh? like, what happened? And then I got emotional while retelling her what happened, oh. which made me think, maybe it's pretty good. Maybe. maybe watching it, I didn't feel that, but, like, repeating it, Dude. And like, re- repeating the, the scene where Steve is like, I'll... I'll yeah where they renounce the wish and everything that made me emotional just to say and then immediately after she listens to him in her head and like learns how to fly basically dude that first whip yeah yeah she was was pissed that was a rage whip yeah um yeah so like oh the other thing i loved which is part of we didn't get enough and we also got too much is the um when she's talking about the armor and they do the flashback of um what's Asteria. her name Asteria there you go Asteria and it looks like like B-roll from 300 or something like that yeah it was sick um it looked, I want more of that good. yeah yeah I want more of that don't I don't know don't and then say you get, that cuz then they'll give you a whole movie of that they'll give you fucking famous era the movie like they're doing yeah that give movie. me what's the aquaman thing what is that the like the deep what aquaman the movie there's oh there's it's a uh, the trench what the fuck? i don't know why they're doing that i don't know why <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so be careful what you say they already it's covered somebody, it somebody's the mascara they want a themiscara movie <laughs> It'll i would made. no i'd be down i'd be down for like a four-part themiscara miniseries sure where yeah. they show they show some like war between gods and shit yeah that sounds cool that sounds sick there's about 90 things that um, i'd like to see them do before that i don't know man i'm kind of over it <laughs> green lantern for i i'm the number one like when when i said in our group chat that i liked it nate goes yeah but you like everything dc does and i try to it's like it's a full-time job trying to like the shit that dc gives it really us. really really is and you because i want to you're like, the number one you saw justice league in theaters and your first response twice is, i loved it it's so i'm not it was not I, I had a great time it was i loved it i loved it i love <laughs> um i loved it i loved it um loved it. i love the food um in the 90s i read x-men and that's the only marvel i read i read you know, Batman and Superman. Otherwise, 
and even in the 2000s like i mostly read dc so i want it to be good so bad so i over i tend to overlook stuff pretty pretty often but i would say first of all this whole movie doesn't make any sense if like i know that i know that wonder woman like i know that people are, are trying to say that they're making these movies out of continuity on purpose they're like just trying to make the best movie you know what i mean but like wonder woman in bvs is saying mm. she left the world 100 years ago right and then even yeah, in but they're the like, joss, they're, they don't the, give a fuck about that even in the joss whedon justice league they still tried to keep that going and here because she is just i in, think i feel like oh, she's okay. been doing it in secret you know she's not going she to isn't cameras. though dude she's she's on oh, the, the cameras she's, she's, she's on the, the down cameras low. she's yeah the cameras she's in like 11 countries telling people shh mm -hmm. someone's gonna tell man someone no, always they tells. listen they respect i you don't you don't respect i wrote a better movie in my head I wrote a better movie in my head that would have kept the continuity going. And Warner Brothers, if you want to hear it, it's too late. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1983. One, well, no, like the Alec Wonder cut. Woman do it. <laughs> <laughs> Alec favors Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you guys want to hear it, maybe I'll tell you. But it's better. It's just better. That's so sick. So, this movie, I don't, people hate it. People say it's like hate the worst it. movie ever made. Like, this is it's absolutely not, one of the worst movies ever seen. It's true. not. It's simply not. But, it's, I, would, but I would say the script you, is actually bad. Here's the thing. If you hate it, I get it. But you're, but you're not trying to see the good in it. And there totally. is good. Totally. So. I felt I felt good watching that first forty five minutes. I felt amazing. That I was like, okay, they're now they're moving. What what are the people talking about? They're crazy. This is incredible. <laughs> the one and, uh, the, uh, inexcusable I thing. I could have felt that way without the Egypt sequence. Yeah, but even then, after the Egypt sequence, they were still. Too, I don't care what these people on thirty minutes of wishing, wishing for, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't care, dude. I don't need all that wishing. I get it. Show me like two wishes, and then I get it. Show me the president wishing. There's no one more important than that. Yeah. Whose wish I care about? Show mm -hmm. me that. Fake Ronald. There's too Reagan. much wishing. Show me fake Ronald Reagan's wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's too much. Too like. They they saw in the editing room, man. Pedro Pascal, he's killing it. We, we were gonna cut all these scenes, but we, <laughs> we're gonna keep all of them. Yeah. Ah, simply too much. Um, another inexcusable thing. You have this beautiful moment where she's learning to fly. Mm -hmm. And you didn't hear it right away. I heard it instantly. Was the score from Sunshine? The Sunshine song. Officially licensed by Hans Zimmer for this. I movie. heard it because it's in Kick Ass, which makes sense because uh, Matthew Vaughn, I think he like PA'd for David Boiler or something like that. <laughs> and I also remember that it was used in the X Men The Last Stand trailer. 
So maybe don't use it. <laughs> it's been all over the place. I don't do it anymore. I just don't. Also, you're Hans Zimmer. Like that's the thing. That's the worst part. Is it's like the rest of the score is really good. The stuff on Dennis so awesome. is it's, really good. That's I was gonna say. Like that's one of my other like third or fourth favorite score of the year because I'm a Zimmer nut. And it was like he did all these. He did a straight up callback to Man of Steel. And BBS. And BBS. Like it was all that was in, for in, us. That that moment was amazing though. When when amazing. she was speaking to the world and what's the song? I don't remember what the song is called, but a beautiful lie. A beautiful called. lie. That popped out. Oh, that. I, at first, I was like, Powerful. they're not doing that. Yeah. It was amazing. But um, how could you take? like a pivotal moment in the movie and then outsource the score her flying for the first time we gotta we gotta yeah. get something from something else <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i can do it guys it's great yeah hey, i'm hey, not touching hey, that hey, <laughs> hey potty i don't think i can do it yeah you know? <laughs> um, yeah that is astounding um and i actually, like what, what it's, was really funny is like Ever, the, ever, she has this like public gripe now with the ending of the first one with the CGI and the Ares fight, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, we we didn't do that this time around. We did it right before the end. <laughs> yeah, and then and then your climax is like just a guy in a room with just wind. her being like, wait, and he's like, no, I, I was not talking to you. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> You got me. I love my son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alistair. Yeah. Alistair. That scene is pretty incredible. It's really good. The whole, all the stuff with the kid is good. It's just. Yeah. Did, that, did that choke it. you up as a dad? That, that final yeah, scene? Yeah, for sure. That? It was because. Yeah. You want, you want your kid to be proud of you and you don't want to be a monster. You know, I get it. That's all. Here's the real problem is the whole time, the whole time you feel bad for, for Pedro Pascal. He never feels like a full villain because you know why he's doing it. Yeah, but at a certain point, you're like, and then, all right, I understood why you were doing this at first. And But classic villain. Now you're doing it. Now right. you're just getting greedy. But you don't ever see, like they mentioned the god who made Ooh, the stone. Past 40 minutes and it's still... you get the god who made the stone right but they don't ever i don't we don't see him we don't ever mention him again and that feels like the real villain unless unless he's the villain in wonder woman 3 that was like what were you thinking where was this ever gonna go yeah no (laughs) do something else Do, do anything else um Cheeto was the one where it's like, to me, her motivations never became evil. Like, yeah, she had to, she had to fight and like do some fucked up shit, and she straight up like killed a guy, a, a, a yeah. attempted rapist. But like, you can see after, kind of who she was and how unhappy she was, why she would not want to give this up under any circumstance right and yeah and it's like she didn't really do anything bad <laughs> the whole movie she didn't do anything she didn't do anything bad she was just protecting as a bad guy yeah she didn't yeah i don't think she did 
She told the she told the homeless guy that she was nice to you earlier in the movie to just mind your business. Mind your business. And that's like Meow, mind your business. <laughs> do, do we stay? Cheetah? Yeah. Oh, she's the real she's the real hero of the movie. Okay. We stand. <sighs> so this movie. I'm not it's, gonna die on that. I'm not gonna die no, on that. There's no hill to die on. It's not worth it. It's but I, I will I'm gonna watch it again and I'll probably Oh have, yeah. In I'll a world ch- where I've seen <laughs> Suicide Squad as many times as I as many times I'll as certainly you, watch you've it. You've probably now. seen Suicide Squad as many times as you as you've seen your favorite movie of all time. No, that's not true. I, I think it's Maybe. true. Maybe it's true. Yeah. I've seen Suicide Squad more than the guy who edited Suicide Squad has seen. I, I honestly believe that. And I can tell because the movie is poorly edited. So <laughs> he watched it maybe a, half a time. Third pass was like, wow, that, you guys, that's the <laughs> final one? All right, all right. I wasn't done. But... You guys are happy with this? You sure? You sure? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, all right. Um, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. I'll watch the first hour again. Easy. The first hour is going to be like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this movie's incredible. Maybe this movie is amazing. The problem is, the more I think about it, the less I like it. So I'm just going to say. Yeah, I that. felt that way day one. It was like you and I were yeah. texting about it, and I was like, I thought I liked this, and I'm positive I hate it now. Yeah. And then but 12 you know, hours later, I thought about what I liked, and I like what I like. Unlike Justice League, the things that are good about it. <laughs> are good yeah and sure. like i won't the the stuff i hate about it i really hate about it oh but the I, stuff that's i didn't even mention it, it has my, my biggest superhero pet peeve is oh no my powers yeah oh my, but in this oh, one it makes shit. this one in in this one it makes sense i'm oh, sure it always makes sense they it's, always make it make dude sense. no it it's doesn't just, it's the laziest it's, thing that they can do in, in spider-man things. 2 dude in spider-man 2, Spider-Man he 2 just, is ridiculous. he loses his powers because he's like i don't want to do this anymore yeah he just goes <laughs> i don't want to be spider-man anymore and that's it and they're gone yeah i don't like being spider-man and then he's like oh, putting fuck. this in the trash can not spider-man uh yeah it's it's my biggest superhero pet peeve yeah oh no my powers all right they're back sure yeah maybe this was maybe the best actual it's the best use of getting them back but it doesn't make it any less yeah i know it's cheap it's cheap cheap. figure something else it's cheap i mean thor did it they didn't thor they did it in iron fist season one episode two <laughs> yeah, just erase that whole episode season. two. His powers are gone. <laughs> they did it in. I mean, every Iron Man does it when they take away every a suit. single one. He's like, oh, I don't have my suit. What am I gonna do? Iron Man three was basically all, just that. It was Iron Man, I, and that, and so was yeah, exactly. That's that is Iron Man three. Like fuck. Yeah. A suit. <laughs> Better make a new one. And then he has fifty. Yeah, then, then suddenly they're all in the end battle, ready to fight. Merry Christmas! Where the fuck were those? Yeah, Sick Did they, Where were those in Endgame? Straight up, he didn't need. All right. The, yeah, one of those should have fucking Let's move used on. the glove. 
All right. So we're talking about tenant. Yeah. Time for some tenant talk, huh? Yeah. I'm nervous, honestly. I am too. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to sound come off stupid, you know? (laughs) I want how are people watching tenant? I got when I posted that I was watching it, I got really mixed responses. Oh, I think a lot of people don't like it. Like straight up. They're like, this one's yeah. a miss. And Bo, even Bo, our good friend, fan of the show. I think he's I got his Twitch. Straight up bad movie, he said. I just like Wonder Woman. If someone doesn't like it, I accept it sure i think and you i know you probably disagree with me i think it's like down there with i'm not saying it's dark knight rises bad but there i don't i don't even think dark knight rises is bad so i can't i don't either i certainly can't agree i think if he has 10 movies i think it's his bottom three in terms of when you're batting a thousand no, and exactly. It's like, like Steven, what's it's what's like, bottom? What's, Steven, what's the tenth? Hook is like Steven Spielberg's worst movie. So uh, that's I mean that's not suck true. me sideways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's what? I mean, if it's his worst movie, it's not. Then then all of his movies are good. Yeah, and and I I just think it's his worst made movie. I think the editing is really bad. The sound design is really bad. Yeah, I see. I'm fortunate to have not. This is the craziest thing I've ever said. I will never say this about another movie as long as I live. I'm fortunate to have not seen it in a theater. Uh, so I had a much more. You also experience. watched it for the first time with subtitles, which is also not how you watch a movie. No. And so you watched it in optimal conditions. I had no issues with the sound whatsoever. Because you could read the movie. I could read it. I could hear everything. I understand he's going for like intense realism. Yeah, but intense realism. What cost? There is no score in the real world, and the score doesn't. The pounding like techno score doesn't need to be over the dialogue. That's pretty dope, though. (laughs) That's the best score of the year. By the by, the way. I can't think of another one, so maybe it's the best one. The, the I, Mank, it felt, the Mank it, score is incredible. It felt unremarkable, honestly. I can't think of a single theme. Oh, I love it. Mm. The, the the fucking the sn- yeah. all the like the cool drum shit. It wasn't it wasn't super musical. Yeah, it's like the Inception score, which just noises. Easy. The Inception score is the horns. The Inception score is not just noises. It's horns. And yes, there are notes. Like the end. I get it. I know what you're thinking. The, the horns. That... Yeah, it's, it's, it's loud, man. They're not noises. They're art. It's not Man of Steel is the point. Now, now you're cooking with peanut oil. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, but it's still my favorite score of the year. Like I've listened, to, I've just listened to it for fun. I uh, I think that the concept is what makes the movie good. Yeah, it's fun. The, the as, movie's as, 
fun as to loosely dissect. as it is explained. Uh, which I think makes it fun to talk about. Like that's that's that's. I mean, I was the first one in our squad to watch it. Yeah. And the first thing I said was, I thought I thought about the movie all night, and I was like, I didn't I didn't tell you guys that I wasn't sure if I liked it or not, but I did say that I was thinking about it, and I watched it again the next morning. And that's that's not all that common anymore. Mm. Is the well, the act of like, oh, I can't wait to watch that again. Yeah, and you know, he built the movie that way. He he purposefully built a movie that made kind of no sense, so that the, you'd have to. Was, like, there was a, I saw a tweet about it. it. A tweet about it that was like, Christopher Nolan was so afraid to flop, he made a movie you have to watch twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. And it's pretty so dead funny. Off. It's really funny that he like basically fought covid and the film industry to get this movie in theaters and it's like easily the worst way to watch it and well also it's just like to watch this movie is in a movie this is the movie like this is the movie that you are like fracturing your relationship with warner brothers for yeah with with like the entire industry for essentially yeah like it's not your best so like um, I, I, I really wanted to watch it again before we mm-hmm. did this today. I didn't get a chance to. Um, You've only watched it once? I've only watched it once. But, I, I, but listen, you don't know how many hours of people talking about it on YouTube I've listened to. <laughs> what, so let's talk right, about so a couple of the big theories. Big theories. The big theories. The, the one of them, I think, is like confirmed, has to be true. One of them is just okay. not possible as fun as it is the one um, we've talked about the one we've talked about it's not it's just not a thing okay it's insane but the uh the protagonist the the woman that the scientist he talks to in the beginning the theory is that she is the one that goes on to create the algorithm that kills herself because she realized what she's made and her experimenting with this wall and the, the inverted bullets and everything is what led her to create it Right. Isn't uh, that a grandfather paradox? It is, but it's like in the movie, they're kind of saying like, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a paradox, so you'll never know. But we also, we can't confirm it. So if she trips accidentally and dies, the loop closes itself. But she can't. Why? Because what's happened's happened. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, lo- I love how... There are two lines that it's like, because I said so. Mm-hmm. And it's, don't try to make sense of it, just feel it. Yeah. She says that. And then what's happened happened. That was to the audience being like, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay, yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Well, it just is. That's what Chris well, Reynolds It's a movie, <laughs> Alec and Colin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, like, when I told you, that scene really bothered me because I was like, okay, you're taking this gun, you're pointing it at a wall that you excavated from somewhere else and you're shooting it and getting the inverted bullets back. When I first saw it, I go, well, where are the shells coming from? Because the shells have to be outside of the bull- of, of the gun in order to go back into the gun. They're inverted. They're <laughs> shells. 
But when we were inverted bullets don't have shells. (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. Um, yeah, I could, that's, that's like just a weird little break, but what's weird about that is the amount of detail that went into everything else with inversion, mm-hmm. like oh, the yeah. fights and the detail, all the practical like, fights. Yeah. Look, no, like him saying that the movie itself has less practical effects than the average modern romantic comedy, less visual effects. It's all like it is 280 visual effects total, is what I saw. Is it basically just bullets coming out? That's like yeah. the only visual effects, basically. Everything else is practical. Like the plane crash is practical. The reverse fighting was shot in reverse. That's the that's the craziest one. It's, that it's and the, um, dude, the reverse car chase and the the speech. Yeah. The speech is reverse. They just did that. Is that a special effect? If they just actually reversed it is that considered a special effect the like the chases and stuff like car crashes yeah is that considered like i don't if they... think i don't think it is that's just editing yeah that's what i was it's just taking about. a clip and playing it backwards yeah but like the dr- backwards driving and all that that's real him wa- the, him walking in the puddle how'd they make the water do that they didn't do that i know i don't know they found a way <laughs> did they invent inversion for this movie maybe yeah the, the, once the turnstiles came into play, and uh, was it Aaron Taylor Johnson? Eves. That was a nice surprise. Yeah, I, I had no idea. He pulled a Matt and, Damon on us. And it that Eves' entry into the movie is a real testament to there basically being no characters in this movie. It's true. The 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 the, pl- the plot is the character. Yeah. Outside outside of Neil. There's really not anyone to care about. In this we got to go back a little bit and just talk about Neil for a little while. I would say that we're in a pat patinsonance. Sure. I, I would I would comfortably die for him. I would think. I would think. If it meant more Batman movies, certainly more pat- uh, Pattinson more and, movies and Neil specifically. I think I would just do anything for. And the to this movie's credit, like I said, I didn't love it. You didn't love it. You still don't love it. No, I don't think I love it. I love oh, the I idea. Love I I love the idea of it. I love the con- I love the theories. I love a lot about the movie. I to me, that is it. That is like when I was watching it. There was there was thirty straight minutes where I was like, I don't know that this. I'd even like this. And then I finished it, and it was like, I loved the whole thing. <laughs> right. I mean, like once you crack the first hour, you can start enjoying yourself a little bit. Because it's first just like hour, scene, scene, right. scene, scene. The first hour, the editing is really bad. You also don't know what's going on. But it so feels the, intentional. That, that, no, it, the crazy I don't know about that. You know? I don't know about that because the editing is the same as the um, when when we were watching when I was watching the opera get taken over. I was instantly reminded of the um, where they took they take over the Wall Street. In Dark Knight Rises, mm. and that scene is edited terribly. It looks I'll so say, bad. The opening scene at the opera, I saw in IMAX, and unbelievable. It sounded bad. No, it didn't. It sounded bad never. Either. Never for one second did I think this sounds bad. I remember thinking it's very loud and it looks amazing. Can't wait to see it. I still IMAX. think it was edited bad. 
I, I don't know. I just feel like the jarring cuts and all that were, were done for some reason. I don't know what the reason is. I mean, you might be, like, you, you're probably right because his other movies aren't edited that way. No, he except had for the Dark Knight, really right. except for the Batman movies. Honestly, the Batman movies have pretty bad editing too. It's a, it's a pace and time thing, and the whole movie's about time. So I think things would like even shot the timing of shots had to have been some kind of deliberate thing. Well, I think part of his problem. And like like I said, maybe it is intentional. Maybe you're right. I also think that he has the same problem that Zack Snyder has, where he's got three and a half hours of movie that he needs to shove into two and a half hours, and he's just better at doing it. Way better, because Zack needs a fourth hour now to to make his he movies does. work. And also, like Zack's stories, like Christopher Nolan's stories are what makes the movies like he's got a lot of flaws like he's got the a lot of people say he doesn't handle humanity very well or whatever i don't he's always, give a fuck i've he's never got the, once thought about any of that but i think that this i am i am who he needs he's making movies he's like what would uh what would colin think it's <laughs> coming up like i don't give a shit about humanity <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at your shirt Exactly. It's torn to shreds. Hang on. Look at this. Look at that. There you go. Does this look like a there guy who cares about humanity? This is a monster. <laughs> I, I, can, I smell terrible. This, there's all kinds of things happen right now. Um, anyway, uh, let's go. So, Neil, the, his first scene where he introduces himself, the first time mm-hmm. I was so like, this is going, this is. This, this man trusts him he is doing this fast right and the diet coke thing seemed like such a small detail it wasn't yeah, a detail it's just like he's just ordering this guy diet coke well i i wrote it off instantly because i thought oh well robert pa- these guys are spies he's supposed he to did like, his, maybe... he did his research Instead, right he's, he's supposed just to know... his best friend uh, his right. favorite drink he's supposed to know more than he's supposed to know you know yeah that's what i figured but uh i really and I, Oh, we th- we never mentioned the other theory that Neil is Max, Cat's son, and right. it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Logistically, it doesn't else. work. I could expl- We could explain it to you, but he would have was- to li- have lived the length of his entire life backwards to get yeah, back it, to that. Because if everything inverts, that means age inverts, and he would have he would have to. He would basically have to have lived his whole life twice. Twice. And I think that the point is that the protagonist is constantly moving forward. And he, he'll, like, go back for increments of time. Mm. Like, I think the movie, they go back a total of two weeks, right? Yeah. Um, Ten days or two weeks or something. Yeah. But the pro- protagonist, I think he continues moving forward in time to like, he probably, he recruits Eves, he recruits Neil. So that means oh, he's he moving has. into the future. So Tenet, is he the head of Tenet? Essentially? I think so. Tenet is his. Yeah. So he recruit, goes back and recruits himself as well. Well, I don't know who the guy who recruits him is. Maybe that's Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil is dead. <laughs> Neil's dead as fuck. Uh, Neil's dead twice. One? Neil Neil had two two scenes where I just remember thinking 
this is the best movie character of 2020. This is the best. This is the best Which fictional one? person introduced this year. Which one? When he daps him up in the in the truck oh. after they get out of the <laughs> airport, and they're like, "We're yeah. the ones." I was just like, "Yes." And then the very the very end, where he's like, "This is the yeah." This is the it's beginning. The, the end of a beautiful or. The end of a beautiful friendship, right? It's it's both. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can. We the don't thing have that rationally. the thing that was really funny, not funny, but like I felt like there was a whole other movie that we didn't get to see was when you when you see the algorithm piece together and it looks like something out of Stargate or something. Cool. I was like, I want to see why it looks like. That. Yeah, <laughs> it also, looks like the, the like kind of subtle explanation that that's what like why Sater's path got started because he was the one that right found it. Right. Amazing. Sater was that's Kenneth a- Branagh. <laughs> There's one scene where I should not have laughed. And I <laughs> I was like nearly in tears. When he kicks his wife on the ground. Not yeah. like shouldn't be funny. She'd be like, oh my God, this monster. But he goes, ah <laughs> <laughs> he kicks her. He forgot that he was not in like a theater somewhere yeah. for a second. Their whole audience. <gasps> yeah, exactly. It was just me at home seeing it really close, being like, that was a funny kick and scream. <laughs> the, the scene where he like puts the ring in the belt. Was it a ring when he was going to beat her? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fucked. That made Dude, me I, sick. I. I saw that and I go, that's some like this is dark. advanced, yeah, dark shit. How do they know that? You know, <laughs> who wrote who? Christopher. Christopher, yeah. What are you doing? That, I I did that part made me uncomfortable. Yeah, where are you getting um, the details from, you sicko? But uh, that so the, that the rest of that scene where he's before he kicked before the hilarious kick. <laughs> when she's pointing the gun at him and you, the fear in his eyes makes sense the second time you watch it because he's like oh my god if she shoots me the world ends the whole thing's yeah like oh fuck i better stop her <laughs> uh cat cat as a character in the first like half of the movie felt like a really weak motivation for the protagonist to like be doing half the things that he's doing right like uh He's just a shitty husband that that can that's controlling her with a fake piece of art. Yeah. So, so the protagonist it? is thinking, well, <laughs> I'm working with a future time uh, bureau that is like the mo- the secretest thing in the world, in the history of the world. I have to save her. <laughs> I, I have to. That's le- that's not important. I need to save her. He does. He does make some choices where you're like, she's this is not important. What are you doing? Yeah, and then he's like gonna kill her, and he's like, he's gonna kill her anyway. You think you think that? Like, then what did you do the first time? And then yeah. I read that she's like six foot three. Oh, she's huge. She's and then it's like, okay. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like to climb this that is, tree. This is his his one chance to, you know, she's like, she's six three. I gotta I gotta do whatever I can. <laughs> To make this work, I saw she was the first time I saw her. She was in that uh, the Leo Great Gatsby movie. Yeah, and she towers over like it. It's everyone. distracting how much taller she is than everyone in that movie. 
She's uh the gold the gold chick from Guardians. Yes, that's also her. She's good. She's she's dope. Six foot three. That's crazy. She's very she's very tall. She's is she as tall as Nate? How tall is Nate? Six five. She's not as tall as Nate. But almost. That's fucking tall as shit. But uh, that, that that her whole arc and like the way it ends and like the middle of it. Yeah, was like the most Christopher Nolan asked. Oh, the whole thing that, where where it connects back. It yeah. was very much um, what's her name with the watch in Interstellar. Like, oh, you hinted back to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what I showed you? <laughs> Here it is again. Hey, <laughs> you know, stay. <laughs> yeah, that. And but like in a way where even when you figure it out, like yeah, an, an hour in. When but here's the thing, you, you figure that out, but you, that doesn't mean you figure the movie out. No. For I, I like once a day I think I figured the movie out and then I did not figure the movie out. I think I figured what, it out. The detail I like most about that is how she pauses a second before she dies. Yeah. To make to make sure she can see her. Right. Just thinking like, is it gonna be you? <laughs> uh and that what's cool about that is like hearing them explain it i got two separate thoughts going on one the world did not end before any of that happened so we already know that they are successful correct what's happened happened happened. it didn't exist it didn't explode so they know that they succeeded so they here's the thing they they all they always succeed it's crazy and that's i always think about how it's like okay the tenant tenant is going to always win mm-hmm. because the world still exists. And that means Neil always knows he's going to die. It's a tragedy. And even when he gets on the helicopter, he's like, well, I'm going to go do this shit again. I know I'm going to die. I'll see you next time. It's a beautiful tragedy. I would love, if not a sequel, an HBO Max. Neil and I the think, protagonist. I think the, the thing I've been reading is the coolest what that would be really cool is that Tenet is the end of a trilogy. Right. Like now, now he's going to make the second one and then he's going to make the first one. And the first one stars Denzel. Denzel recruiting Pattinson when he's a little older. And then he goes back and he's a little or younger. A little, or, or a little young. No, older. What if Pattinson is way older than the protagonist? So some people think that the Michael Caine character is Neil. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Cause it well it's it's insane. It's just one of those crazy fucking theories. That is like, interesting because it's so funny. Michael Caine is billed on the poster. He's like third or fourth build. It's insane. And it's he's crazy. in the mo- he's in the movie for three minutes. It's a certified cameo and he every interview he's done, he's like, I know I know I do the movie is that. I've seen the movie about the size of a tangerine. About the size. I say that once a day. Yeah, and she, uh, she always asks me. It kind of makes sense because he he's con he makes the joke about dressing well. Yeah, and that's kind of Neil dresses fucking dope. Yeah, dude, uh, John David Washington dresses dope. He makes me want to to button my shirt up a little bit. I I really like this is something you don't see in action movies like this. The lead characters are in great shape, mm-hmm. and they're never working out. 
Correct. And there's like two or three separate times where we see him by himself just being like, well, I might as well get a workout in. Right. Doing, doing some chin-ups. And what's crazy about that scene is he's it's there. When he's both, passing it, yeah. He's there both times. So he's doing the same thing at the same time. Yes. Because when they show them on the boat, the yacht again, later in the movie, the windmills are going backwards. Yeah. And he's in one of them waiting so that he doesn't see himself. Right. But he doesn't know that yet, right? Uh-uh. He has no idea. The way the, the, the time little battle at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% love it. Yes, I thought the Humvee, um, the Humvee coming through. Yes, like in reverse. When he's honking. Then, yeah. yeah, and and just I, like going over the mines, setting off the mines while they're running up, yeah. and they're like mines, and they're like shooting at the Humvee because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. He thought like I feel like they really thought about every fucking detail of that whole end sequence. Yeah, like I said, I think that the movie. Even Shannon, Shannon watched the first half an hour with me, and she hated it. And I was like, yeah, man, I get it. The first half hour is like, if you've only seen that, you're going to be like, this makes no sense. It sucks. It looks like shit. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I feel like that's yeah. the point. Like, you're fucking boom, 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 until, until it yeah, slows it's a, down. I think it's supposed to be narratively disorienting so that yeah. when big things happen, they shock you. For sure, um, it's hard to talk about this movie, honestly. Like in a linear, in a linear way, it's impossible. Like we're, we're just yeah, going we're, we're going back and forth because we have to. I would say, out of all the big set pieces and action scenes, my favorite scene is still him fighting in the kitchen. Oh, that, I mean, that was just like that's like hand to hand. Let's show you who this guy is, right? And then him just like calmly walking out. Ugh. So good. That, that I think that was where I was like, I like this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like what's happening. I like where this is going. I'm I'm fully invested. Yeah. He, they, him, John David Washington. He needs to be Robin or something because I I don't want to split no. them. Up. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I ju- I need to see them do more stuff together. He can do. He can be. He should be John Stewart, man. Yeah, we've been saying that for three years. Oh, I was saying, uh, what's his name from Moonlight? Trevante Rhodes. Trevante Rhodes. Yeah, and then I saw a, a Boss Logic drawing of John David Washington. I think it was him as as John Stewart, and it was it was pretty good. It got me. I like so, I like John David Washington. A lot. He's awesome. You gotta watch Ballers. He's really good. I, I, yeah, I guess I'll fucking watch Ballers if I want to truly be a stan. I guess I really got to I stand. I simply well I stand the rock and that's why I watched it. So, and Rob Corddry. <laughs> Rob Corddry's in it? Yeah, he's like his best friend in the Oh movie wow. Show. That's a good yeah. that's a good team. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I I love Tenet. I I will safely say. I I don't know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. I imagine somewhere in the 80s. 70s or 80s, I believe. I'm a solid Dude, my brother sent me his Nolan rating on Letterbox, and I wanted to slap him through the phone. He's insane. Guess what? He knows he's I insane. And I know, too. and I know he's gonna hear this. 
Um, number one is what? I've got your number. I've got your number, buddy. Um, number one is Interstellar. All right, I got. I got. That makes sense. For him. So one Interstellar, two Dunkirk, three Tenet. He really likes Tenet. Good. I love Tenet. Four, The Dark Knight. Five, Inception. Six. Dark the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Sicko. Wait, Prestige Seven. is on the bottom? Shish. Sh- uh, unfollow. <laughs> Unsubscribe <laughs> from whatever you're about to say. Seven Insomnia. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Eight. Oh, my God. Eight. Batman Begins. Eight Batman Begins. Nine The Prestige. Prestige. Memento, and then the following. My camera is so my is blurry. I'm so flabbergasted. Uh, yeah, yeah, your camera so, is blurry. I'm so. Hello. <laughs> there we go. That's all you guys so, do. Is just get up. There. The Prestige is number nine. Prestige out is of, still is still number one for me. Straight up. I, I Prestige, Batman Begins. I don't know what to make of this list. It's psychotic is what you make of it. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> absolutely love Tenet. I, I, but, but like if anybody tells me they didn't understand it or don't like it, I'm not going to... I think if you didn't like understand it, I'm not going to say you're a dummy... Because it's not say, clear, but you have to think about it and like. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna say you're stupid, but I'm not gonna say that you like care. That's, if you that's, don't, that's fair. If you don't understand the movie, that means you don't care about the movie, which is also fine. Totally. You you just you but look at movies a little differently. Don't tell me it's bad and not yeah, understand not. it. If you understand it and then tell me it's bad, then okay. It's not Wonder Woman '84 because if you tell me that's bad, it's like, yeah, I feel you, man. I'm trying really, yeah. really hard. I would say though, I I would say I like this movie, but it's not top five. No one for me. No, I'm fine with that. I would I would yeah. agree. But but I also but that's like saying when like, you're batting a thousand. Yeah, it's like saying, um, you know, Jackie Brown is probably on the low end of my Tarantino. I'm like, okay, but Jackie Brown's still like amazing movie. Absolutely. All right, so should this conclude our tenant talk? <laughs> Are you guys sick of tenant yet? Because I'll just talk about it. I could talk about this for another hour. I, I loved it. I don't There's think so I many, so many things about it that uh, interest me. Should we move on to? Uh, yeah, you want to do some some Twitter some questions? questions? Yeah. How do you think mutants are going to be introduced into the MCU, and what storyline do you think they will go with for the X Men movie? This is um. Gonzo X Bones. Gonzo X Bones. Well, uh, Wonder Vision is the logical starting point, but that seems like a little too soon. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, maybe Doctor Strange too. In terms of what storyline they're going to do, Uh, <laughs> a thing that I don't want them to do is any fucking storyline that involves a mutant, a mutant cure, 
losing powers. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy's got a machine that can make yeah. people yeah. human again. I don't need any of that shit. Anything that's related to uh, God loves man kills, don't want it. Right. Give me something new. Give me. Don't, certainly don't give me anything Phoenix related. No Phoenix. Um, you can't. You can't do House of M or any of that stuff. Well, no, House of M is like the opposite of what. That's the end. Like I saw someone. <laughs> do I saw that in someone, Twenty years. I saw someone say that Wandavision is going to lead to House of M. I'm like, well. I don't think you know what House of M is. If you think yeah, maybe uh, maybe fifty <laughs> years from now it'll be like. Yeah, remember like, what happened in WandaVision? So WandaVision, WandaVision is going to cause House of WandaVision is going to create mutants and then take away their powers right away. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> my favorite series of the last twenty years. Well, I don't know. The Grant Morrison X Men is awesome. I would love to see that kind of like a good starting point for people i love messiah Camp complex but you can't really do that without house of m unless there's like i mean there's someone smarter out there that can and, and, probably yeah. fig- figure out a way to do it um there's a lot uh i mean you could do i mean i, I mean I, I just don't know there's a lot of know. stories you can do you could even just go back to the fucking the um do do Savage Land. Do the X Men are kidnapped and this other team has to go save them. I don't know. Just do something that we haven't seen yet. I, and I think that's the beauty. The direction they're the, going. The beauty of something we haven't seen. Yeah. The the thing that Marvel is really good at, and that DC could take a you know a page out of their playbook, is they they make a movie. They call it something that you're very familiar with like civil war or winter soldier and then they don't do exactly they don't do the thing they don't do it they, yeah but they give you enough to satisfy you yeah exactly like in the i think as much as i think that captain america civil war has a lot of problems and i wish it was more of a captain america movie it's better than the civil war comic book which in retrospect is not very good yeah um so what yeah, do they do one, I, one I, I don't know more... what they do WandaVision or Doctor Strange 2 seem like the uh, the logical starting points for meals. And yeah, and, and they already have phase four mapped out for like what three years? So it's not gonna be until twenty twenty five or something. Yeah, exactly. Like I would I would not expect anything that's I'm, I'm glad Fantastic Four is coming first. It's I am too because you kind of need, especially unfortunately now that Chadwick Boseman has passed. You kind of need another alpha character, yeah. And that's what Reed Richards kind of is. He's like a an, an elder statesman kind of leader. You don't have Tony. You don't have Steve. You don't have uh, T'Challa. Unfortunately, that's where John so, David Washington will come in. Reed Richards. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, that's I would good. love. That's good I would love John David Washington. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, let's move on. I like the way I like the way he talks. He talks like Denzel, but not. He's, exactly. got, he's just he's comforts me in many ways. I like the way he talks. Yeah, he's got a good way of talking. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll say that once <laughs> per episode. What's the next? All question? right, next question. Good question. Uh, has everyone finished collectively crying after watching Soul? That's Gingis Khan. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'm done crying. I did. I did indeed. I made it. 
All right. Um, Antonio Stark, 714. The Italian Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your go-to movie to rewatch during quarantine? Um, so I thought about this a little bit. I, it's been changing per season. In October, it was Beetlejuice. Okay. Um, in December, it's been Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay. And in the summer, I watched a lot of TV this summer. So it was probably community. Mm-hmm. Community, I've, I've finished and started again and finished and started again. Yeah. I don't know that I've watched a movie more than once this year, honestly. I mean, not like a rewatch. Um, like Tenant, I watched more than once. But like a go-to where I'm like, I need a comfort movie. I would say that I don't know if I have one this year. We like we watched a lot of TV for sure. Yeah. Um, rewatched like we rewatched Sopranos. I rewatched Entourage. I rewatched. I, did, I watched Sopranos as well. And like April, I it was like, oh, it's yeah. a good time to do that. I rewatched Big Bang Theory all ten seasons. <laughs> I re- you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's huge! How do you watch that much uh, TV? I mean, by not, by I'm not sure there's video games is how. There's probably like a half season that I didn't watch because it was just in the background and I was doing other things. Sure. So, I mean, that with sitcoms, that's kind of the way it goes. Um, I w- we probably watched Zodiac was a movie that we watched. We would like kind of if we got nothing, we'll just throw that on start and watch and half of it. Start yeah, yeah. Um, and we both really like that movie, so probably that. I guess I watched it a couple weeks ago. So good. Um. Yeah, what's the next question? Dev Dog. Why did Wonder Woman demolish the Middle Eastern soldiers but kindly subdue the American one, White House? Well. Well, there's definitely a difference between getting shot with an RPG and shot at with a little pew pew pistol. Yeah. And. Oh, no. <laughs> And the other thing. <laughs> we don't really need to say it, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think the question that, the question answered the question. Why did they do that? That's the real question. They delete. I would say delete that. All right. Uh, I would say that. I did rewatch that this year, by the way. You have to. One of the greatest all right, um, of all time. Some kind of monster. X Gentleman Thug. X. Yes. Has Marvel's success ruined audience perception of superhero movies? This is a pretty good question. Yeah, I don't think it has. Uh, I would say initially the Dark Knight ruined the audience's perception of superhero movies. I had a discuss- I had like an hour-long conversation with a coworker who was like, Yeah, I don't like the Marvel movies because why don't they just make them like the Dark Knight? And it was like, well, you well, want different here's, things from different movies. The Dark Knight did ruin filmmaking. Yeah. In the sense that everything suddenly had to be dark. So to that guy's point, there's a bunch of shit that was ruined because of the Dark Knight. Like Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. Why does it need to be dark? It doesn't need to be dark. 
doesn't need to be serious. Yeah. I, and no, uh, I, I don't. I would I, say. Maybe because they make so much money. Sure. Well, here's the, here is, has Marvel success ruined audience perception of superhero movies? What it has done is raise the bar for quality. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think that um, it's getting better. Like, I mean, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture last year uh, or two years it ago. Won, it um, won Best Score. You know, yeah, in the last 10 years, there's They're been constantly like, improving. 12 years. Two, jo- two, jo- two different Jokers have won Best Actor. Um, so I think that the Marvel movies have made other comic book writers or filmmakers feel like they have to make a better movie, which is ultimately good. I think that... Not many Wonder have Wonder done Wonder yet? Outside of, outside of Marvel? Yeah. I would, say, I would say Shazam stands up to any Shazam is the one. Shazam is the one that is as good as any Marvel movie. Yeah. And I think Wonder Woman is is better than the back 10 of for sure. Marvel movies. For sure. Um but Up until uh, yeah. my, my like top 10 or 12. Yeah. I would, I would say so too. Over any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um I will say that I think a lot of movies are going to benefit from being seen at home. Like, like you said, Tenet is probably a better movie to see at home because you Dude, can kind I had, of dissect I had the it. Fucking greatest time. I, I had, think I Wonder, rewound it at one point. I was like, what I think Wonder say? Woman, Wonder Woman suffered from not being in theaters. Yeah, I would agree. When you're in theaters, you don't have time to think about how bad something is usually, no, or like the the minutia of like why something is bad. Right. So, all right. Uh, Dylan X Warall. What's the best war movie and why is it Black Hawk Down? Discuss. You you take this one. War Man. Black Hawk Down's pretty good. I haven't watched it in a long time. I think Black Hawk Down is I mean, I wasn't in the army, but I it's hard for me to watch things that are too similar to experiences that I've had. Uh because I I see them differently. And mm-hmm. Black Hawk Down's a bad example because it's obviously not anything that I experienced, but like uh the hurt locker i watched that and it's like a bad movie to me wow um because it just hits too close to home no like it's i see all the things that are wrong with it oh interesting yeah um i will i actually i think i actually have watched platoon the most recently and that movie still holds up to me i love platoon um but if i'm going if i'm trying to watch something war related i usually watch Band of Brothers or Generation Kill or something. Like Band that. of Brothers uh, is like the best war. It's like the Sopranos of war. Yeah, it is. Like, there's no real reason to make more war stuff from that era because they did everything. They did it. I mean, outside of Dunkirk, what's the last World War II anything? Schindler's List. Well, that was before Band of Brothers. Exactly. <laughs> Heavily inspired. Uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan is the is the was the yeah. uh, the OG gold gold standard? Yeah, no. Black Hawk Down is 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 really good. Um, it feels really great good. Movie. It's it's a. Yeah, I don't think it's the best war movie, but it's a great movie. It's hard for me to argue it, but I would say my favorite is if we're just talking straight up movies, is probably Platoon or honestly Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk a lot. You do. Um, I do. He do. All right. 
uh, at Zoo Yorker 20. Best movie discovery during quarantine. So uh, I didn't have a lot of movie discoveries, but I had a lot of big TV discoveries. Uh, the one that really started my descent into British madness. Ugh, British broad, Colin, here we go. Broad, broad Church is uh-huh. one of the best things I've ever seen. It's on Netflix. It's a British crime drama with David Tennant, Olivia Coleman. And like, it's perfect. Perfect. Wouldn't change it then. Okay. So that that's a big one. One of the best things I've ever seen. Best writing. It like the acting is insane. The story is fucking crazy and it just keeps getting crazier. Uh yeah. Best movie discovery during quarantine. I don't think I have one. I don't know that I've discovered something new. You didn't watch anything that you hadn't seen before that you liked? No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my recently purchased. Hold on. Oh, you know what I did start watching for the first time is, um, that is old, is um, Twin Peaks. I never watched it. First season's amazing. And I'm only on the second. I don't really episode. care for anything. Else. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the, it, honestly, the first episode. It's a movie. I had to watch it like five times to like it at all. Yeah, this is on. This is my second go around because I yeah. watched it and I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. It's too corny. The rest the score of the season is so good, dude. The score is absolutely perfect. It's that's I what kept me going. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, the the score is really good. Uh, based on Taylor's recommendation, I bought the um the Hobbit extended. Now that it's in 4K and remastered, Did you watch I was it? a big Hobbit shit talker because. The frame rate made me sick, like physically. It's insane. It, it made no sense. It's the weirdest gimmick. It, yeah. It's stupid. So um, I it started it. I haven't finished the first one, but it's better. Okay. Um. Oh, you know what? Here's one. Here's a perfect one. Train to Busan. Hmm. It's a couple years Great old. Movie. I finally saw it around um, Halloween because it was on sale. Amazing movie. It blew my pants off. I loved it. And now there's a sequel that's out. And there so is. I bought it, that. and I haven't watched it. I heard it's unrelated to the original storyline dope so makes me makes me not really want to watch it (laughs) that's that's a good that's a good new movie yeah all right uh at john john binks how's dad life uh it's good he's got teeth now um is he biting you no not really Uh, at X Record Shape X, top five movie scores of 2020. I'll let you take this one because I don't really got much for it. Um, three of the five are, are the, the three movies we talked about today. Um, okay. And Mank is the other one, which was. Did another, you, you watched Mank? Yeah, it's a, it's it's good. I, I I don't know if I ever need to see it again. You know I'm a um. A Fincher head, and for some reason, from for some reason, I, I haven't been compelled to watch it. I don't know why. It's just like not like the idea of what it's about is just was not that interesting to me. But it is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's well made. Uh, it looks awesome, and the score is probably going to win. 
at the Academy yeah. Award, I would, I would think. Uh, the fifth, the other best score of the year is Doom Eternal. Uh, absolutely incredible. Well, hey, let's take a break because I, I want to, not a break, but pause because we're going to do your little video game thing since we missed it last week. Okay. I'm sure we'll get, I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah, Doom Eternal, best score of the year. That's the last question. So if cool. you want to talk about games, I'll, let me yeah. do, let me let me start because mine is faster. Sure. I played a lot of Call of Duty. Yeah. But I did not play Warzone. I don't like Warzone. Really? It's too big, and I don't. There's just I don't like it. I like playing multiplayer, but I don't like battle royale anything. Sure. And um, so I play, I still played a ton of multiplayer. I bought all the, the tiers and the passes. I played maybe 10 hours of Ghost of Tsushima, which I loved. Um, what are you doing? Well, as Elliot got older, I started having to <laughs> watch him more. He wasn't uh. sleeping all day. So um, I was playing less and less hours. video games. God. I know. Dude, Beautiful that was, game, though. That was, so there was like, Eight games this year that absolutely ruined my ruin your sleep schedule type games. You know, mm-hmm. you're waking up at eight a.m. because you're so excited to play it. You're going to bed at three a.m. Uh, the first one of the year was Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I believe The Last of Us Part Two or Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. One of those came out first, but though, like Ghost of Tsushima was to me like this experience I've been waiting for my entire life. It really was like, okay, I like Red Dead. I like Assassin's Creed, but I would love a Japanese version of that. And and to me, it goes so far beyond that Mm -hmm. because it's like Assassin's Creed, they don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. Now they're just trying to make The Witcher 3, but they're not making an interesting enough story to compete with it. Yeah, you you were playing that and Dude. then telling us how it was and it's honestly it's like still sickening to me um <laughs> it looked cool yeah i guess it looks cool but like i played it after i played demon souls which is the best game this year ever this year it's the best looking console game ever for sure mm-hmm. like 100 percent um but uh yeah it's, assassin's creed Valhalla just really just really made me sick i i really hated it um last of us two i don't understand the backlash about it the was internet, there i always the saw good stuff the, there's a weird anti last of us two community online because of i get why one aspect because there's i we're getting into spoilers here but um, so skip like 10 seconds. The main character from the first one dies in the first hour. Uh-huh. And then you play as the woman who killed him. Oh, so for sick. a while. And at first you're like you're sitting there thinking, I can't wait to fucking kill this person. I cannot wait to I can't wait till I get the chance to kill her. And then she's the best part of the game. Mm-hmm. And like it's such a brilliant way to tell stories and like there's no, there's no game like that that exists yeah. uh, where, where you're seeing that kind of second perspective and that like every every villain in somebody's eyes is the hero in their eyes 
as right. it was like a crazy it was a brave thing to do because i'm sure they were thinking like we're gonna get shit for this and they the shit that they got for it is insane and then like ellie is a lesbian mm-hmm. and that's a whole other thing that people are like this fucking um like white feminist hero lesbian shit has got to stop like you haven't seen enough white straight man hero characters in your life these are like remnants of gamergate huh 100 percent. it's just like 4chan (laughs) like really like a a fucking yeah a girl like and she's 10 times more interesting than than joel was and then abby is more interesting than she was I'm getting on. I'm getting off here. Um, Demon Souls is king. I played. I. I feel like I, we could do a whole episode on Cyberpunk 2077, but. Do you want to save it? We can. I'm sure someone's going to ask about it. There's. It's been all over the news <laughs> the last. I know. Two weeks. And like I, I was riding for it so hard. Like I was. I was going to. Bat I watched. For it. I watched a crazy video where it compared the things you can do in GTA five that you can't do in cyberpunk. And it was like simple stuff like shooting out tires, shooting into water, uh, getting, getting hit by a car is the same, no matter where you get same hit. animation. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Like stuff that they did, what, eight years ago in GTA five. Cause they've been making the game for eight years. I mean, that's the smart way to do it, but it's crazy. Oh. It's just so funny. Like, <laughs> And, and that was something I realized today. I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. And uh, in the bar, in the beginning of the movie, there's a dartboard, and you can just mm-hmm. play darts. Right. And The Witcher 3 had Gwent, which is like a better card game than Texas Hold'em. <laughs> like, they made the best card game ever and just put it in this RPG as a side thing. Right. Gwent itself is better than Cyberpunk 2077. The side game in The Witcher 3, to me, by the end, like, I had a great time throughout all, every second of Cyberpunk mm-hmm. until I finished it. Ah, and then you, it, this, is, this is Wonder Woman all over again. There's, there's 10 endings, mm. and all of them suck. So do, you I think ever, could, do you think they're going to recover from this? Like, build yes. the game? Yes. Like continue they, to build the game. One hundred percent. There's in two or three years, it's going to be a completely different experience. Hmm. They couldn't deliver on their promises, and it happens all the time. It, which is fucking stupid. Because it happens that, all the time, but but not to this like. No. This is like they flopped hard. This Again, is a hard flop. But it's not. That's the crazy thing. After refunds, thirteen million copies sold. But they only refunded the digital, right? Yeah, after all that, 13 yeah. million copies. That's and that's what, six, 60 bucks times 13 million? Yes. It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guacamole. Yeah, so I, they're fine. Like, they're going to be game, making games forever, but, like, the the shareholders fucked them. No, I'm talking the about the game, though. Are they going to rebuild the yeah, game? Yeah, they're going to add stuff and subtract stuff and do right. stuff. Hopefully, they're, like, there was no... They, they made this huge, beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And aside from driving, there's really nothing to do there. Really? Like, you That's can shit. buy, you can get some beer, you can get alcohol and drink it at a bar, but, like, I can't go to a casino. I can't do anything. There's no, like, 
right. activity. Oh, there's side missions where stuff happens, but like, there's no. I can't just like go like Red so Dead. It's kind of it's kind of like Spider Man. Yeah, where it's open and, world, but really it's it's like you can go on the roof. And, and like, it, but like that makes sense when you're Spider Man, right? Because you're basically swinging around looking for crimes to stop. Right. But, but I'm saying this, like that's the world basically. That's it. Yeah. You're looking for secrets and and missions and. You played uh Miles Morales too, right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I would say like it's obviously too short. It's mm-hmm. it's a twenty hour game. Uh, but the mechanics and like the combat and everything is better than the original one to me. But the original one to me is like one That's of the awesome. best Spider-Man stories told on screen by far. Do you think that um, remastering of games is going to be the new thing? Is it the next thing? Uh, for a while, I think with like a next generation that is like so as powerful as the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are. And with the success of Demon Souls right now, and Final Fantasy VII is getting like Game of the Year awards, and even Tony Hawk, like a ton of people. Tony Hawk it. was huge. It was huge. Yeah. And it was. What, I bought 40, it. I, I, 40, I, exactly. Yeah. Forty dollars for the first two games remastered. Yeah. With the jump in quality, it's like a no-brainer. Because mm-hmm. it's like an easy hundred million dollars that these companies can make. Yeah. Imagine, imagine Metal Gear Solid. It's gonna happen. Remaster, imagine a Knights of the Old Republic remaster. Dude, that's all Microsoft had to do to, to like, honestly, as a launch dude, title. I, I love the just the meme ability of <laughs> an Xbox purchase. It, honestly, that's it's one of it's much like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It just makes me sick to think about it. <laughs> that anyone I, would buy. It. I sit like I, I want one, but then I think, what am I gonna fucking do with it? So is PS5 zero is zero first party. zero games. <laughs> what what the like and and after your console where the whole problem is that you didn't have enough first party games. Yeah. It should have been the so, first fucking thing before they started making the console. They should have made a game for the console. So are people buying the Xbox because they like the controller? Is that the only reason at this point? <sighs> I don't know. Well, it, it, like that was the one thing they really had going for them, and yeah. now the the place that now the Dual Sense has have become the king of controllers. It looks. I mean, it has that kind of rounded, more rounded shape. It's the most comfortable controller I've ever used, and it has these crazy science features that nothing else has. Hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> Astro's playing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, did you play anything on? Did you play anything on Switch? Anything new? Uh, I played a lot of Mario 3D All Stars when that came out. Oh yeah, because it was like playing the best game ever again. Would you buy um an Xbox for Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, I'm gonna get one at some point. It's just like there's no reason to. Why? Why would you get one? Because they own Bethesda and Obsidian and all these studios now. That's true. There's gonna be exclusive to, in two to three years. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> two to three. But like, that's how I do. That's how I felt with PS4. I was that the reason I didn't buy a PS5 right away is because I I shot myself in the foot buying a PS4 the first 
week it was out. But they, but of course, they learned their lesson and they were like, "Hey, we need a solid first year of launch titles." So they they, did. they made the best launch lineup ever. Yeah. And then released, and then we're like, "Here's dates for the next seven games that we have." Right, dude. There was one full year I did not buy. The only the the only game I had for like almost a full year was GTA from. GTA 5, which I had already had for PS3. Which was a, yeah, which was a PS3 game. But like they learned yeah. that lesson. And Microsoft, that was that was their whole problem the entire console's lifespan. Yeah. Yet they still didn't think to be like... Halo, dude. They, they put everything into Halo, which is now Halo. delayed a full year. <laughs> I couldn't believe that when, when I saw that. <laughs> so funny. And the last Halo game is straight up bad. Is it? I didn't it's play. Terrible. It. And now all the direct like I can't, it just makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me sick talking about it. Uh, this. Uh, all I'm, right. I'm guessing nobody's listening anymore. We we talked about enough about this. All right. Yeah, we, we won't talk about video games often. I swear. But, We're gonna uh, put um the link for the Patreon in the description. description. We'll go through the Patreon next week and talk about it. Um. For any of you that were Patreon subscribers last go around, um, these are more manageable for us, and I think actually more fun for you guys. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about it next week. So, thanks for right. joining us again. Thank you very much, and uh, the audio for last week should be up on your podcast if you care to listen that way. All right, thanks a lot. Bye. Love you. Roll it.